Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Possibility Podcast. I'm your host, Mel Schwartz. I practice psychotherapy, marriage counseling, and I am the author of the book, The Possibility Principle, the companion to this podcast. I hope to be your thought provocateur, and I'll be introducing you to new ways of thinking and a new game plan for life. Hello, everybody. Recently, you may have heard my new episode, Turning Midlife Crisis into Midlife Opportunity. An individual who's been following my work for some time got in touch and had an exciting story, great narrative to share about how she broke free from her past and created opportunity out of a chronic state of crisis. So welcome to today's episode, and I hope you enjoyed this wonderful exchange with her. Hi, Audra. Um, Hi. Audra, Audra um, you were kind enough to get in touch with me. I think you had listened to a recent podcast in which I was talking about, is it a midlife crisis or is it a midlife opportunity? And you shared with me simply that you had a narrative and a story to tell about how you turned a crisis into an opportunity. So welcome to my show and let's take this opportunity. So please tell me, tell our listeners something about yourself and your background. Where do you live? I live in Newmarket, New Hampshire. Okay. And what is it that, how did you see the crisis turning into opportunity? What was going on in your life? Well, basically I had finished raising my family. I had been a stay-at-home mom, and my kids used to affectionately refer, refer to me as the invisible mom um, because I basically just spent most of my time, you know, on my family, not really focusing on myself. Mm-hmm. And um, I kind of had a very pivotal moment in my life where I started to examine it, realizing that I had basically sacrificed my whole self, and I felt like I had no identity. Hmm. So when they were calling you the invisible mom, it's not that you were invisible to them, but maybe that you, other than being a mom and identified as a mom, you were invisible to yourself, other than in your role. And I think also to most of the world, I really hadn't accomplished anything, done much of anything. I was basically a mom and a wife. So Audra... Just looking into your childhood and how you came to your role as a mom, is that how your mom was? Uh, Yes. Okay. So you were following a scripted path. It's the way you were raised. Your mom didn't, other than being a mother, go out into the world and create an identity for herself. Not at all. Is your mom alive? No, she's not. So did she, she, did she get to experience this transition that you had in your life? The beginnings of it. Okay. Was she curious about it? Was she supportive? I wouldn't say that. I, I got a lot of resistance from almost everybody in my life about it. Yeah, I, I can relate to that. You know, there's a strange phenomenon in life that when you step out of your script, 
and have the courage to take chances. People want you to get back into the script because it challenges them. Because if you're not conforming, if you're not on the conveyor belt of your life, then it might cause them to look at their lives and they don't want to. That's why they want you to conform. That was your experience. Absolutely. And eventually I read um, the book, The Dance of Anger, which explained Mm -hmm. all of that to me. (laughs) Excellent. Because I was very discouraged as I was going through this process. So did you receive support from anyone in this transition? Um, Eventually, um, as I kept broadening my horizons and doing things that I had never, ever imagined I'd be able to do, I started meeting people that were uh, very supportive, very like-minded people that saw a potential in me that I hadn't even seen in myself. And so, yes, I did get social support from other areas of my life. So you had to reach out beyond your familiar zone of friends and family into a realm that I call possibilities. You stepped into the uncertainty and asked for new possibilities. Yes. And that worked for you. It absolutely did. So please tell us about this journey, this experience you went on. What happened? How old were your children when this happened? Did you wait until they had graduated high school? Oh, yes. In fact, um, one of them had already graduated college. Mm-hmm. Um, that was, I would say, about 12 years ago that it started. Um, and it just started with me uh, getting involved a little bit in the mental health community. Um, I started volunteering a little bit for NAMI um, because I had some family members who had some serious mental illnesses mm-hmm. and um, that is part of the reason why I had become so invisible was because I was so busy taking care of all of that and um, people said to me hey you would be a great teacher you would be a great facilitator um, so they were really encouraging me to 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 stretch out and do this and I was terrified Um, The first thing that I ever did was get involved in the state psychiatric hospital in Concord, New Hampshire. And I was terrified because I I remember driving there thinking I'm nobody and I'm no one and I shouldn't be doing this and I shouldn't go there. And I was shaking so much. I I almost turned the car around. So so let's let's just grab a hold of that moment Um, for the listeners who are familiar with my book and my work on thought. You were having thoughts that were telling you, you can't be doing this. You shouldn't be doing this. Now, Mm -hmm. old thought defends its territory. So I'm going to ask you in a moment how you broke past those thoughts. But could you repeat those old thoughts that were telling you to remain stuck? What were those thoughts you were having again? They were saying that you are nobody and nothing. And that there's no way that you should be getting involved in these things or trying to do something that's so completely foreign to you. Do you remember were the thoughts you are nobody or were the thoughts I am nobody? Uh, It was you. (laughs) So it's, it's interesting because I'm always curious about that because then I ask, whose thoughts were they? Whose voice was that? Because they, the thoughts were speaking to you. 
They were saying you. Is that the voice of a parent? Is it the voice of society? Any idea on where those thoughts came from? Oh, definitely the thoughts of my parents. Um, I know that. Um, but then um, I married uh, an abusive man who mm-hmm. continued those thoughts. And my children learned some of those patterns and behaviors. And so this was basically mirrored back to me all the time. And I didn't have a whole lot of outside exposure. So those wow. were the thoughts that were always in my head. So these limiting, even abusive thoughts started with your parents, mm-hmm. arguably started way before that. Your parents were exposed to those thoughts from their mm-hmm. parents. So it continues. And because of those abusive, limiting thoughts and messages, you ended up choosing a man who was also abusive to you. Okay. So how did you have the thoughts? You can't do this. You're nobody. No surprise. These are the thoughts of your parents, your former husband. What allowed you to turn the tide and ignore those thoughts? What was your process? Um, Well, I was diagnosed with an incurable kidney disease, and all of a sudden, I didn't have forever. Mm. And that was life-changing for me, because I had always dreamed of um, making some kind of difference in the world. It had been my dream since I was a child. I just never felt capable of it. And so when I started getting involved with NAMI and the State Psychiatric Hospital, or even entertaining those ideas... um, it just became so pivotally important to me that I had to do something. And so I really did have to work extremely hard to break those thoughts, those negative thoughts that I had lived with my whole entire life. And as much as I was shaking on that ride there, I just kept saying to myself, if you don't try something different, nothing different will ever happen. That was new thinking. If I don't try something different, then nothing different will ever happen. Obvious and logical, but new thinking replaced the old thought, you're nobody. So I want all the listeners to hear the dissonance in that. I'm nobody, as opposed to if I don't try something different, nothing will ever be different. And you're saying probably because of this life-altering diagnosis that you have incurable kidney disease prompted you to feel like, well, what have I got to lose? Mm-hmm. If I don't come out from hiding now, what's the purpose to my life? In a way, you were trying to derive meaning and purpose in your life. Absolutely. Right? Now, of course, For all of us, we're not going to live forever, but we don't get a terminal diagnosis and we live under the illusion that, oh, maybe tomorrow, next year. But for you, it became profoundly real. Yes. Wow. That's great. Exciting story. So after that car ride with those old limiting thoughts, you have a new monologue with yourself. Yes, I can. I have to. What are your next steps then? What did you do, Audra? Well, I I did it. I was terrified. Um, I took baby steps. I'm a big proponent of baby steps at times. 
um, because it was definitely way out of my comfort zone. Uh, but the more that I did, the more that meaning and purpose, it just felt like I was alive for the first time in my entire life. And the joy that I derived out of this was so addictive that those negative thoughts that had been in my head my whole entire life, they didn't just go away. I, I had to seriously work one baby step at a time to say, you can do this, you can do this. And then I, I actually wound up like on the board of directors in the community that I work on. And the work that I did as a volunteer, I wound up winning like awards in the community. Wow. Like even from our local mental health center, I wound up meeting like famous people in the mental health community, like Dr. Javier Amador and Kay Redfield Jameson and had, and Kevin Hines, like all these super enriching experiences. And these people were like, wow, look what you're doing. And, and these awards. And, and I, all of a sudden I started to say to myself, well, you know what, Audra, you can do it. You did do it. And Anytime I doubted myself, I would just say to myself, I'm not, I'm not going to let those negative thoughts stop me anymore. And there are times where I just started jumping in. People would ask me to do something and I'd be like, oh, like first reaction, no way. And then all of a sudden I was like, no. And I just, I didn't even think about it. I just started jumping in and so, it, it became so em empowering. So incredible story that you're sharing which is you literally recreated yourself. And that's what I want the listeners to focus on. The only thing that gets in our way of writing a new script and recreating ourselves are our old, tired, habitual thoughts and beliefs that misinform us and constrain us. That's it. Yep. It's significant. But it's simple. It's just that. You told yourself a new story. Mm -hmm. You broke free. Bravo to you. How rewarding. By the way, out of curiosity, um, what was the feedback you got from your children? Resistance. A lot of resistance. Um, I've been called embarrassing. <laughs> um, they... Rue and, and lament the invisible mom. They want that back. Mm -hmm. um, but I, my younger daughter uh, became a mother uh, about mm -hmm. four years ago. And so all of a sudden she's been coming to me now and she's like, you know what? I'm actually really proud of what you've done. That's great. Um, you know, it took a long time for that to come. But I, I would like to say to you that the one amazing thing is in this journey, I came across your work. And it had a profound effect on me because your possibility principle, instead of looking at something like, okay, this is something that I just can't do. I don't want it. Like, I, I don't want to take this chance or this is scary or this is too much. Now, everything to me is just a new possibility of something mm -hmm. that I can do and achieve and try. That's, that's so, I'm going to be absolutely honest, which I hope I always am. And I'll admit that is personally rewarding for me to hear. It gave me chills to hear you say that. It is gratifying. But the greater reward is knowing what it can do for people. You're such a beautiful example of choosing to embrace possibility. You welcomed uncertainty. You changed 
your beliefs and your thoughts about yourself, and you summon possibility into your life. That's just absolutely stunning. It really, really is. So are there any new possibilities that you're reaching out there for? Well, I just got divorced from my husband. I had been separated from him for eight years. Um, I was afraid to do that because of his tendencies. But I took the leap and I did it and I just got divorced. And I just graduated from college with a bachelor's in psychology. Oh, isn't that great? Two monumental things there for you, right? And so you, you embraced your fear and moved past it in choosing to get divorced. Yes. Right? Wow. And you got your bachelor's. So congratulations. Thank you. On, on that. Anything else on the horizon that you're aspiring to? I'm in the middle of renovating someplace new to live in. Mm-hmm. That's going to be bigger and nicer. And once that's done, I am going to start actively pursuing my career in the mental health field with my degree and all of the volunteer experience that I've accrued. And I, it's terrifying because I'm not a young person anymore. But at the same time, I am so excited to be able to take all the energies that I use to to try to help people and be able to do it on an even deeper level. You know, the the old expression from decades ago uh, amongst women of go girl. So not being (laughs) not being a woman, I'm going to take the opportunity of saying go girl. Right. That is that's a beautiful thing. You know, a thought crossing my mind right now is as people listen to this episode, this podcast that you're on, um, you can be an inspiration for so many people, and maybe in particular women and moms. Um, So the thought that comes to mind is if you're so inspired to open up to having people send you emails or correspond with you because there's part of you that sounds like you're a healer and a teacher. And you know, that might be something you want to open up to. So you'll think about that. And if you decide that you do want to do that, I'll put that information in the show notes. I would actually but, welcome that. So that's great. We will include your email address in the show notes for anyone who would like to reach out to you for you to serve them in their process. After all, you are moving deeply into the helping and healing professions. So that's great. Um, Thank you so much for sharing this story. It's wonderful. And I'd love to hear going forward the progress and the new aspects of the journey that you're on. And so maybe we'll have you back on again so we can chat some more and you can share some more. And, you know, I'm, I'm just encouraged and thrilled by your example of how you're able to turn your life in such a profoundly new direction. Give yourself personal integrity, which no one else had done previously. And to the listeners, if you don't value and respect yourself, no one else is going to respect you. 
It starts in your relationship with yourself. And that was just a pivotal moment when you saw those old limiting thoughts and decided, I'm not going there. I'm going someplace new. So great. Wonderful meeting you, Audra. And hope to continue our conversation. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Possibility Podcast. I welcome your feedback on this and any episode. Please send me an email at mel at melschwartz.com or leave a comment in the show notes for this episode at melschwartz.com. If you like what you're hearing, please take a moment to rate and review the show at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Your reviews really help boost the visibility for the show, and it's a great way for you to show your support. Finally, please make sure to subscribe to the Possibility Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, and that way you'll never miss an episode. Thanks again, and please remember to always welcome uncertainty into your life and embrace new possibilities. Possibility.